When I was a baby, my father used to read to me Bambi's story, you know, the deer and all that.、Um, my favorite characters are actually Thumper and Bambi. Later on, when I was a little bit older, I got to watch the movie. Now, if you've ever seen the movie, there's a line that Thumper is famous for, the little rabbit is famous for. And it's if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. You probably remember that, right? Now, that was a lesson that I was actually brought up on. If you don't have anything nice to say, if you can't be positive, if you can't be uplifting, if you can't contribute anything that will help somebody else, then just be quiet and don't say anything. It's better to be quiet and not offend than to speak up. And risk shaking the boat or rattling some feathers or causing some distress. Just go in peace and let everybody else do the same, right? Just keep the peace at any cost possible. And being the middle child, the third of five children, that was my role in the family keeping the peace, making sure that I kept quiet when I couldn't say anything nice, and Only when I had the right opportunity and the right space could I vent those less than ideal feelings. The problem with that is that I grew up really limiting myself in the way I expressed who I was. And not only that, but as I entered the business world and as I grew older, I realized that that is actually one of the worst pieces of advice. I ever received, and one of the worst pieces of advice we can give anybody, especially our children. So, today on Sincerely Speaking, I want to talk about why we need to be offensive and actually be open to rattling some feathers rather than just keeping quiet when there's something that needs to be said. Are you ready for this conversation? Let's go. Communication. Its effective use is the key to success in business, relationships, and life. Yet, we're never taught to use communication in a way that is effective, productive, and positive. The result? Interactions that lead to overwhelm, stress, discontent, lack of motivation, poor relationships, and the feeling of not being fully heard. We're engaged in a permanent tug of war, not the true flow of proper communication. Is there a way to fix this? Can the way we communicate truly be the key to achieving balance and success in all aspects of our life? Join me, Marcy Amaro, as we explore the answers to these and other communication, influence, connection, and success questions here on Sincerely Speaking. So, Before we begin and we start talking about why it is important to be willing to be offensive, let's just Clarify some things. When I'm talking about being offensive, I'm not talking about being rude, inconsiderate, or close minded. I'm not talking about deliberately going out to try and hurt other people. That would make you an evil person that nobody wants to relate to, right? That's not what I'm talking about. And we should continue to teach and advise others to, whenever possible, try to be amiable and try to be congenial, right? To try to get along with people as much as possible. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is we live in an era, especially like now. I don't remember it being this bad when I was growing up, but right now it seems like you can't even 
look sideways without offending someone. It's so easy to say the wrong thing nowadays, quote unquote, right? The wrong thing. And people seem to be looking for the ways in which we are offending one another. We have such thin skin and everybody just seems to be walking around on eggshells trying so hard not to offend anybody else. But as we are going to see in just a few minutes, living in a way where you are aiming to not offend anybody is going to actually be to your detriment and to the detriment of those people that you're looking to serve. Whether we're talking about your family, your business, your employment, whatever area you're in, your church, you are going to find as we continue to talk that trying so hard to not be offensive is actually the least productive thing that we can do. And of course, that sounds counterintuitive. But if we want to lead, if we want to be people of impact, then we need to be willing to be offensive. And I want you to think about offensive almost like the same as being polarizing, right? Like taking a stand for something, knowing that some people will not like it, knowing that some people will be offended by it, but also knowing that other people will agree with you. Now, if we look at that definition of being offensive, it's the same thing as just pl plain and simply having an opinion. The problem is that nowadays we seem to be taught or we seem to feel like we can't have a firm opinion without being accused of being closed-minded. Now there is, a, ironically, a big level of closed-mindedness in thinking that anybody who has an opinion dissenting to mine is closed-minded. See, if I am going to preach open-mindedness, then I have to be open to understanding that other people will disagree with me. And the important thing is to learn how do we disagree without being directly offensive, without flat out going out to hurt others or to be rude or to be inconsiderate. And there is a distinction. It is not just possible, but in my view of things, it is desirable for other people to disagree with me, with you, with anybody else. Because that can open the conversations that will allow us to grow and to evolve and to move forward as human beings. But when we get into the space where we're just trying to get along with everybody and to not take a stand for fear of being construed as offensive or being seen as polarizing, that's where the problem arises. See, because here's the first thing I want to talk about. There are three main problems to living in a way where we're trying not to offend anybody. And I'm going to dive into those right now. And as I discuss them, keep in mind that I am focusing on building your own business and being an entrepreneur, being a leader in general, but I'm also talking about your family. I'm also talking about your church. I'm also talking about any area of charity or enterprise that you engage in. Any space where you have to interact with other people and where you believe you have the potential to be a leader, or a voice within that space, that's what I'm talking about. If you want to assert yourself, be self-assertive, self right? Um, self-assured. And if you want to place yourself in a position where you can lead, where you can create impact, where you can ignite change, then if you want to be a catalyst for positive evolution, you also have to be willing to be construed and seen as polarizing and maybe even offensive at times. And that shouldn't affect you negatively. That shouldn't put you in a position where you no longer want to speak simply because you're trying to please everybody and have everybody like you and have everybody love you, right? So 
The first problem with trying not to offend people, the first thing that will fall short is that you will see that your voice and your message is being kept stuck in neutral. When you are trying not to be polarizing, when you're trying to make everybody happy and please everybody, not have anybody angry at you, your message will be at best wishy-washy. At worst, it will be so watered down, there won't really be a true message in there. It will be a bunch of fluff and nothing. It will not sustain anybody's attention for the long haul because it will become cliche-ish. It will become trite and worn out. It won't have any uniqueness. It won't have any um, initiative or any innovation to it. It will just be repetition of a little bit of what everybody says in a way that sometimes might not even seem cohesive or aligned with anything because you're just trying to pull from here and there all the little things that will make everybody happy. And yes, very possibly, it will make a lot of people feel good at the moment. But how much of that feel good can you deliver before you run out of things to say? So you will be stuck in this neutral position where you cannot gain momentum, where you will not pull anybody to you, and where you will not be able to advance whatever it is that you're trying to advance, whether it is raising kids that are strong leaders that can function in a world that is ever-changing, whether it be creating a movement or ministry or mission that compels others to help you, whether it be creating a business that you can make profitable. None of that will happen. You will be stuck in neutral in all of those areas because it is impossible to create something that has power that has momentum and that has drawing ability if you are just trying to please everybody right so that's the first thing you will notice that you're stuck in neutral that you can't gain momentum that you can't advance because your message doesn't have any kind of sustenance to it it doesn't have a foundational springboard from which to launch right? The second thing that you will see, and I kind of alluded to that a couple of times when I was talking about the previous point, is that you will attract the wrong people or like the power to attract anybody at all. So here's what I mean. Whether you're working with a ministry, your family, again, whatever area you're thinking about right now, but particularly in business, we want to rally around us those people that are a good match and a good fit for who we are and for what we have to offer and for the vision of the future that we hold. If we, st if we continue to operate from the basis of, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to be polarizing. I don't want anybody to be angry at me. What tends to happen is that your message is so unclear. It's so broad and it's so nonspecific that anybody who resonates with any little thing or anybody who listens to you and draws their own conclusions about what it is that you're trying to say without saying, right? Who tries to fill in the blanks and uses their own filters, their own experiences, their own opinions to fill in the gaps in your message is going to be drawn towards you. It's going to gravitate towards you, whether it's your business, your home, your ministry, whatever it may be. And what ends up happening is that all of a sudden you open your eyes and you're surrounded by all these people that are nothing like you, 
that you might not even like or appreciate that much, that you would rather not be surrounded by, and that become in a certain way almost leeches, you know, that are just trying to draw all the energy out of you without really even knowing what it is that you have to offer. Now, if you continue to be in that space where you are not defining your message, you're actually causing this. People will, again, fill in the blanks. They will put themselves into your message because they can, because there are so many open spaces, so many gaps, so many holes in what you're saying that they will be able to substitute or supplant anything that you originally meant to put in there with their own views, their own ideas and their own thoughts. So you will find yourself surrounded by people that you really don't want to work with or be with. Have you ever been in a situation where you wonder, why do I keep attracting this type of person, whether it is in relationships or business or whatever? Take a close look at how you are presenting yourself in your message. If you're being unclear, if you're being wishy-washy, if you are just plain old being in the middle of the road, that's why. Because these other people who need a space to plug themselves into are going to interpret your lack of a stance or your lack of specificity in your message as an opportunity to put themselves into your message and to turn you into what they want or they need. So unless you want to be in a position where you're allowing yourself to be swayed by every other opinion and every other idea and surrounded by people who are gaslighting or manipulating you, then you should not continue to be in the space where you are just trying to be happy with everybody and make everybody else glad to have you around. Right? So you will attract the wrong kind of people if you continue in this trend of trying not to offend. Finally, if you continue to be in this trend of trying not to offend and trying not to be polarizing, there is no way you're going to step into true leadership. Why? Because as one of my mentors says, you can't lead from the middle of the road. Think about it. If you are trying to lead anybody to a specific destination, but you continue to stay in the middle of the road, unless you are in the unlikely position that your destination is straight ahead, you're not going to get them there. And even if your initial destination is right in front of you, there's a very like there's a very large likelihood that you want to move somewhere else from that spot, right? We don't complete one vision just to be stuck there for the rest of our lives. So if you want to direct them somewhere, you have to make turns, left, right, curves, you have to move away from that straight line in the middle of the road. So if you want to be any kind of leader, if you want to have any kind of impact, if you want in any way, shape or form to positively affect the lives of people that are in your scope of influence, then you need to step out of that middle of the road. You can't do it by staying in there, right? So if you focus on, and if I focus on, if we make it our focus to simply be in the middle of the road, to try not to offend, to try not to shake the boat too much, to try not to be polarizing, then what we're gonna end up doing is again being stuck and neutral 
we can't really advance our message, we're going to attract the wrong people, and we're going to eventually knock ourselves off the leadership position and the opportunity to be a catalyst for change because you can't do that by playing it safe, by being in the middle of the road, right? Now, on the other hand, if you are willing to open yourself up to the possibility of being offensive to some people, if you are willing to be okay with certain people not liking you, if you're willing to understand that anybody who takes a stand for something is going to automatically create enemies on the other end, and that's okay, then here's what you can accomplish by allowing yourself to be offensive and polarizing. First of all, it opens up the space for you to be completely honest, open, and impactful. When you take a stand, when you express exactly what it is that you believe and that you feel without being unapologetic and without being apologetic sorry sorry being unapologetic right without apologies without restraint without well without um extreme restraint let's put it that way without worrying about other people's opinions then you are able to express yourself in the full authenticity and uniqueness that is you fully honest fully open and then you can make an impact for change, first in those people that believe the same thing as you, and also in those people who might not quite yet know what they believe about what it is that you are talking about, and who by listening to you take a stand, suddenly say, you know what, that makes sense. Let me go ahead and follow or investigate more or be more involved here in this person's community so that I can learn whether this is what I've been looking for, whether this is the stand that I also need to take. In other words, you give other people permission to also stand for something, to not be as easily offended, and to finally say, you know what, this is really what I believe. And because so-and-so, because you are willing to take a stand and to let the naysayers and the haters be naysayers and hate, and to allow people to say negative things about you because you know that your cause, your vision, and your belief are stronger than that opposition, then you give these other people permission to do the same. And you might even in that process give people who oppose you permission to speak up and to be more verbal and more vocal about what they believe. And that is wonderful because again, we need to learn how to disagree without that being a source of war and contention and a source of ill feelings. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to think differently. It's okay to think, period. And we need to open up that space again. So the first thing that happens when you're willing to let people hate you, let people be angry, let people offend you, the first thing that you do is that you can step into your authenticity and your leadership without worrying about what other people might think which in turn will allow you to, this is the second advantage, it will allow you to sift the wheat from the shaft, right? It will allow you to understand who really is the people that you are meant to serve and who are these people that are not meant to be part of your circle of influence, part of your community, part of your family, part of your business. So it will allow you to focus all your energy and all your effort on the people that you're truly meant to serve, the people that you're truly called to help and be with. Because it will automatically 
direct certain people to disqualify themselves from whatever it is that you have to offer. It will have some people tune you out, turn you off, change the channel, find another podcast, find another blog, find another YouTube channel. And that's perfectly okay because you don't want to waste your energy, your time, or your effort in trying to convince people that are convinced of the opposite. Your job is not to persuade anybody. Your job is to be authentically and honestly direct in what you do believe and let them decide. Let them figure it out. Let them see. And see, the funny thing is that a lot of people who disqualify themselves and unsubscribe from your stuff at first might at some point down the line encounter a moment in which they say, hold on a second. Should I reconsider this? And they will remember that you took a firm stand for the other side and they will come back to re-examine what it is that you had to say and offer. So it will allow you to really focus your energy on the people that you're meant to serve without worrying about the ones that will, in one way or another, infect your space with thoughts, feelings, and energies that you're not really looking for right? And that is a positive thing. And in order to do that, we need to, again, be unapologetic about the message, right? Like, for example, just to give you a quick example, I am very open and very unapologetic about the fact that I'm a Christian. And it bothers me when I hear other business leaders who are also faith, faithful believers, right, who are also Christian, say things like, well, I'm not trying to tell you what to believe, after they say something from the Bible, for example, or this is not about religion, right? Like they give a caveat or they just do a, a, a warning in there. It's like, okay, I'm gonna mention this from the Bible, but I'm not trying to teach you what to believe. To me, that is not owning it. And it bothers me. If I am going to say something from the Bible, I'm going to say something like, from my belief system as a Christian, this is what I believe and this is what I see. But I'm not going to either preface it or follow it by an expression that apologizes for what I believe after I give it to you. Now, you are a thinking, sentient human being. So you are welcome to ignore what I say that doesn't suit you or that doesn't fit with what you believe or to consider it or to embrace it, right? You have the choices. But I'm not going to apologize about what I have to say that I believe is in your best, best interest and that I believe will serve you. Now, the focus of my business is not religion, so I don't make that the center of my conversation. But if I feel led to mention something or if it's a good example of something, I'm going to say it unapologetically like that. Sifting the, the wheat from the shaft, that's a biblical reference, right? And you understood the message, whether you believe the Bible or not. So I don't have to apologize about it. Again, just say it like it is from your mindset, from your opinion, right? And then finally, when you are willing and able to be polarizing, when you're willing to be offensive without worrying about who is offended and who's not, then that allows you to be positioned as a leader, expert, and authority in whatever field it is that you're speaking of. Because the one thing that separates an expert or an authority from a neophyte or from someone who's just starting out is the confidence level that they bring to their conversation. And if you're constantly second-guessing whether your message is going to offend somebody else, you are automatically pulling the confidence out of the message. Like you will notice when you're speaking out of conviction, 
when you're speaking out of what you actually believe without worrying about what anybody else might think, your tone changes, the passion in your voice comes out, your face expression changes, the smile in your face comes through even if nobody's looking at you. And the level of authority that comes with that kind of a message cannot be replicated by anything other than true conviction. So when you are able to express your true thoughts, your true beliefs, your true vision, without worrying about who's going to be maybe offended by it, who's going to not like it, who's going to think that you're a bad person for believing what you believe. When you remove all of those what-ifs from the equation and you speak from sheer conviction, purely out of the honest belief in your heart, then I guarantee you the authority will come out. It will be perceived and you will position yourself as a leader, expert, and authority simply by the conviction of your message. So again, I'm not talking about coming flat out and being offensive or being rude, right? Or inconsiderate or others of others or trying to find the message that will rattle the most people or being crass for the sake of it. I'm talking about being fully authentic and delivering your message from that space of honesty and openness without worrying about who might be offended by it. And when you can live in that space, then you will be able to deliver an honest, authentic, impactful message that will separate the people who are actually your tribe, the people who you are really called to serve from those that are you are not. And it will allow you to be positioned as an authority without you having to do much other than speak out of that conviction, right? Now, on the other hand, be always willing to listen. The fact that you're speaking your conviction doesn't mean that we can't evolve, that we can't change, that we can't at some point hear someone else with as much conviction on something that we didn't believe to be true and change our minds. That's part of our ability as humans to grow, right? But while you hold a belief, hold it without apology and speak from a space of conviction without worrying about who you might offend. I want to sincerely thank you for taking the time to listen today. I know there's a million other things you could be doing, so I don't take it lightly that you're here with me. Now, if this message has resonated with you, if it has made any kind of an impact in your life, please share it with someone else that you think might find value in it. And if you have a hard time thinking about how to have these conversations that might end up offending or that might be conflicting, that might be tough conversations to have, to have I invite you to go over to ttc.marciamara.com where you can download my Tough Talks checklist, which will walk you through how to prepare for and hold conversations where you can turn potentially offensive and potentially touchy subjects into spaces where everybody can grow and connect at a special, unique level. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time on Sincerely Speaking.